0: Katie Mann, and welcome to the Hearts of Fire podcast. In less than two weeks, several of our sisters will be celebrating their Jubilee milestones. And for today's episode, we are joined by one of our Jubilarians, Sister Monica Paul Frazier, to discuss the upcoming Jubilee, as well as reflect on her 60 years of religious life. Before we get to our discussion, I'd like to remind you that whether you're watching this episode live on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast, make sure to never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. We truly appreciate your support of the Hearts of Fire podcast. Now on to today's discussion with our guest, Sister Monica, who is our first ever sister to join the podcast twice. In case you need a reminder, Sister Monica is the pastoral associate at Incarnation Church in Sarasota, Florida. Now I'd like to welcome Sister Monica Paul and thank her for joining the Hearts of Fire podcast today. Welcome, Sister Monica.
1: Good morning, Katie. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, I'm happy to have you back and... You know, we're just so grateful. And first off, congratulations on your upcoming jubilee. So, tell our Thank listeners you. what does it mean to you to reach this milestone of sixty years of religious life?
1: Well, first of all, it went really fast. Uh, entrance day seems like yesterday. But what it really reminds me of every day is how kind and how generous God has been to me and giving me a vocation in the first place. Uh, The past 60 years have been just wonderful. The people I've met, the people I live with, the people I work with in the different ministries, in the different convents, the sisters being provided with an education so that I could do ministry, so that we could all do our ministry. It's it's one blessing after another. Uh, In my particular case, I... I, I consider it a special gift uh, briefly. My parents were not Catholic, but my mother knew two two people who were Catholic. And so she had me baptized uh, when I was a month old. And when I asked her later, as I grew up, uh, why did you do that? She said, well, they were nice and I wanted you to be nice. So that's why I'm <laughs> Catholic. And uh, I asked her, I guess I was six or so. And I said, what am I supposed to do? And she said, watch the other Catholics and do whatever they do. And New Haven, Connecticut, where I grew up, was very Catholic at that time. So uh, I said, well, I'm supposed to go to church on Sunday. So this is the 40s. And she would give me 10 cents every week. And so I would walk off to church and put my 10 cents in the basket. And I'd pay her back sometimes. And sometimes I had to borrow more. But anyway, uh, so it was a. Uh, It was a blessing from the get-go. The other thing is I I went to uh, public school. I graduated from elementary and secondary public school. And I I only learned later that many of the teachers I had were Catholic. Uh, I see them at daily mass as I got older. And the principal was Catholic. And the 40s and the 50s were a time when you could pray in school. So in elementary school, the teacher said, uh, the our father every day. We learned all the hymns that there were. Um, And when Vatican II came, I knew all of them and I knew the verses. In high school, the teacher read from the book of Psalms every day. So uh, I had a lot of influence in my life apart from doing. When it came time for the sacraments, that's another whole story, but uh, the girl across the street was getting confirmed. And I told my mother, she said, well, you better do it. So I went to class and got confirmed uh what really got me in was the the gospel of the rich young man which I had heard many times <clears throat> excuse me and one Sunday when I was 18 it just hit me in a totally different way and from that day to this I knew what God wanted me to do I knew he wanted me to be a religious sister so for the next three years I went for spiritual direction and guidance to a priest uh, and that's how I got here. <laughs> and again, it's it's totally God's generosity and his goodness. And uh, a funny story is uh, when I did tell my mother finally that I felt that I God was telling me to get to the nunnery, um, her first thing she said to me was, why doesn't Binet go? She's a nice girl. <laughs> Binet was my very dear friend in high school, and we're still friends today. And I said to my mother, well, God knows Benet is already a nice girl and he knows I need more help. And she said, oh, okay. <laughs> so she understood that perfectly as to uh, why I needed to get to religious life. So I look back at all these events and I'm just so grateful that God worked things out the way he did, a total gift. And they I can't even explain how happy the years have been And how many blessings I've had in my life, totally undeserved, which I am well aware of, uh, just out of God's goodness. So I thank God for that wonderful, wonderful gift.
0: And I love that. It most certainly is a gift. And, you know, moving forward, Sister Monica, you're a member of the band of 1961. So can you share with us any special memories that you have with your band throughout the years?
1: Sure. And for those who don't know, we use the word band. We're not an orchestra or anything like that. We just use the word band for those who enter at the same time. And we were many when we entered. We were the largest group. We were uh, 37 people. And the first year, actually 12 either left or were sent home. And through the years, we finally wound up with 14, four of whom uh, went to God already. And that leaves us with the 10. But. My years with the band were just wonderful. I was three years in formation before I was sent out on mission. We had so many memories. Uh, we, we had happy times. We had times that were challenging. We had times that we cried because things were hard uh, when people left. So many blessings. Uh, we For recreation, we would go to the cemetery, if you would believe, and walk in the cemetery. We would make sacred heart badges as novices. Someone donated material, bags and bags of material. So we learned how to make rugs out of scraps of material. We crocheted, We, we, we did all kinds of things together and we got to know each other. And there were so many kindnesses from one sister to another, not just in the band, but in the community. But getting to know each of the sisters was such a blessing because each one has so many gifts and and so many qualities of character. So being in that band was a blessing, a real blessing.
0: And I I love that. And Sister Monica, since you'll be in Florida during this year's Jubilee celebration and not traveling to Blah Belt, do you have a message
1: to the band of 1961? I do, Uh, my band, I'm I'm truly sorry. I will not be there. It was a tough decision to make not to be there, but I think it was a prudent one. Uh, Between COVID and my own recent surgery, I'm really not fit for travel uh, of that length and distance and time. And I just wanna say to each one of you, Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing yourselves so generously with each of us, with the community. Thank you for your many kindnesses, even though I've been in Florida such a long time, I've never felt apart from the community because we're in communication all the time. Uh, My annual visits I treasure when we get together and talk and I won't be with you on that date physically but I definitely will be with you in spirit uh, and thinking of you and and wishing you happy, happy day. And congratulations to each of you and, and to all of us uh, for getting blessed by God in such a way and, and being allowed to have this experience. I remember when we entered and there they had Jubilee shortly after and we all said to each other, can you imagine being in the convent for 50 years? <laughs> whether we didn't think we would live long enough or I'm not sure what prompted that statement, but, uh, I know we thought that's such a long time. And now we're looking back and we're saying it's 60 years and, and it went by in a moment, it, it went by in a flash, It just, uh, but every minute has been a blessing. And so I thank each of you. I thank, I thank you for your love, for your support, for your prayers. Uh, for myself when I've needed prayer, for family when they've needed prayer. Um, I love each one of you. I really, really do.
0: And thank you for sharing that. And I I love that. And I couldn't agree with you more that, you know, it, it is a blessing and a gift and I know everybody is just so grateful for all of you and shifting topics here, sister Monica, how have things been going in your ministry since we last spoken?
1: Well, church is getting fuller of people. More people are coming to mass. Uh, in this diocese, they've relaxed the mandates for wearing a mask. So we have uh, the masses are are quite full. They um, And that's a good thing. We are having more funerals. Pre-COVID, we were averaging two funerals a week. And lately, we've had some days, some weeks when we've had three funerals a week. Uh, The calendar for September, where the funerals are on the calendar, is just chock full of funerals. We've actually had two in the same day at different times. Uh, So people are, some are dying of COVID. The ages range from 50 to 97. We did have a 101 at one point. Some are COVID-related, some are age-related, uh, some are accidents. But so from that part, that has been busy. I've continued to see people for bereavement. And since some of them don't come in because they're still not comfortable going out, which I totally understand, I do a lot of my bereavement counseling on phone these days, uh, I, I have a, a list of people that I call on a regular basis and and I mostly listen. They they need to chat. They need to talk about uh, what's going on in their lives and and they're very faith-filled which is inspiring to me that even when I meet people to plan a funeral uh, and I hear their lives and then I hear their end-of-the-life situation and how family rallied around and was able to help them in that last part of their journey. Uh, It's very edifying to me. And again, it's a blessing. The other thing that I'm really happy about, uh, we've been able to go back to our adult education program. Uh, My partner Leslie and I, whose computer I'm on right now, because mine doesn't have a microphone, Uh, We do a Wednesday afternoon class uh, from 1.30 to 2.30, and it's open to anyone who wants to come. So that has opened up. So today we're in our second week of uh, a six-week program on sacraments. And then during the year, we'll have different topics. So we have uh, four or five weeks, I forget right now, on the Holy Spirit that we'll do later on. Then some faith-sharing groups are coming up. We also do a, um, an afternoon called Faith and Film, and we invite people to come and watch a movie. We do provide popcorn and something cold to drink, and we show all kinds of movies. Coming up this month is uh, the movie Fatima, which is a, a really good movie for those who have not seen it, watch it. Uh, next month, we're doing A Man for All Seasons, so we have a, a different faith movie every month. And we get a good attendance at that. And people are happy for the opportunity. And then we have discussion after if they want to make any comments or, or whatever. Uh, Apart from the Wednesdays, uh, we have our CIA, which is in full bloom. The, uh, the, The groups have opened up. So we are getting more invitations to speak to groups. We have been able now to schedule the men's retreat and the women's retreat, which is a a Friday evening and a Saturday morning that we do. So there's uh, a lot going on and and people are now coming back and participating. So that was a a really good thing. Uh, So I'm excited that because we missed having face-to-face contact with people last year, uh, it was hard. You know, and even when you when you give a talk, because we we do talks on a regular basis and uh, when people had a mask on, you you can't see their expression. So you don't know, are they really with you or do they have a question or whatever? So it's really nice to talk to people with full faces again. So I, I think it's a good thing. I think we're doing okay.
0: You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's a great thing. And your ministry, I know, brings so much joy to the people in your community. And I know they're grateful for you and to have someone like you uh, in their ministry there. And final question for today. And as we continue to navigate through these uncertain times, can you share a message of hope with our listeners? And if so, what would that message be?
1: I think my message would be to remember that God is. I remember as a a teenager, uh, I read somewhere, and it's the Deus est, God is in Latin. And I thought, where's the rest of the sentence? And I had to ponder that for a while and realize that was a complete sentence, God is. So I think the first thing I would say to people in these times would be, God is. He exists. He's there. I think the next thing I would say to them is God is love. God is love. God is faithfulness. God is strength. You know, I, I I love Augustine, and Augustine says, if we were the only person God made, God could not love us any more than God loves us at this very moment. And I take great consolation in that. Um, I think the other thing to remember is that God wants what's best for us. We don't always make good choices. And somehow God, even when we make bad choices, is able to make a straight line out of a crooked line and and draw some good out of even our poor choices, which we're all guilty of, I'm sorry to say. Uh, I I love St. Paul. Uh, I I really love St. Paul. And one of my favorite Lines that he has in his letter to the Philippians of, of uh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I think in these times to remember that we don't have to do things on our own, that God is there and God wants us to help him, you know, bidden or unbidden. God is present. Someone wrote uh, and he's there and, and he wants to help us and he promised the Holy Spirit to help us. And sometimes we feel, well, I don't know how to pray about the situation. Well, not to worry, because God hears even our wordless prayer. And the Holy Spirit comes to help us and, and to give us strength, uh, <coughs> excuse me, when we need strength. And and when we're feeling down to look around and see the earth that God has given us and the beauty around us, the beauty of nature, the beauty of the creatures, the beauty of Animals, all the things God gave us to show us that He loves us. You know, uh, scripture, lean on scripture when it. The Bible is a love story from page one to the last page, from Genesis to Revelation. It's the story of God saying to us over and over again, I love you. And one of the nice things I like about God is. God's love is not dependent on us. He loves us. Uh, He loves us whether we're good or not so good, whether we're smart or not so smart, whether we're not thin enough or whether we're not whatever we don't think we are. Uh, He still loves us. Uh, Our late associate, Barbara McKee has four grandchildren and uh, she still has them because she's in heaven. They're still hers. And Erin is the uh, third of the four. She's now six, but when she was a little kid, starting from when she could walk, any time I would go to the house, Erin would grab me by the hand and say, let's play. I very, had very little time to talk to the adults, and, but we would go play. So when she was three, I said to her one day, Erin, why do you like me so much? And she gave me a three-year-old look of, I can't believe you're asking that question. And she said, I just do. And when she said that, a light went on in my heart and my head. That's what God says to us. I just do. So if I would say anything to anybody, what I would say to them is, remember that God loves you. And when you say, why do you love me? God says, I just do. That's what I would say.
0: I love that and I I just am so grateful that you were able to join us today and I thank you and I hope you'll come on again soon to join us for another discussion and for your third appearance. Oh my <laughs> but thank you again sister Monica and we hope you have a great day.
1: God bless you chill and I hope you have a good day and a safe trip.
0: Thank you. And before we go, we'd like to extend our blessings to all of our Jubilarians this year. Sisters Victoria Sloan, Patricia Horan, Mimi Gleason, Dominic Marie McDonald, Janine Conlon, Elizabeth Engel, Pat Ginty, James Bridget Hanley, Jane Francis Marin, Barbara McEnany, Mary McFarlane, Kathy O'Hanlon, and Beverly Vitrano. Thank you for all that you do. And uh, we're so fortunate to have you. And we appreciate you all so much. And I'd also like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's discussion, please let us know by giving the Hearts of Fire podcast a five-star rating on wherever you listen to our podcasts. We hope that you'll tune into our next discussion where Andrea Meyer of Dominican Volunteers USA will join us to discuss her life as a Dominican volunteer. Thank you again for tuning in today. And please know that you are in the daily prayers of our sisters and associates.